This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Mrs. Scott, who is the executive uh, principal at Bella Vista School. And we're talking about online. And Mr. Scott, you didn't hear the example I gave. But I was sharing, uh, talking to a friend of mine, and she told me about a situation where she was stopping her twins from fighting and yelling at them without realizing that her oldest daughter was on a video call for mm-hmm. at school. And the entire class was watching what was happening yeah. behind and this is kind of the reality that we're all facing at the moment. And I wondered if you wouldn't mind giving some, some firstly humor maybe, but also perspectives of online learning, the pros, the cons, and how best to manage it. Right. Okay. So I think keeping our sense of humor is uh, so critical at this time as in any. So I really value that. Uh, you put that up and forward. Uh, this this extraordinary experience, whether you're in educational school or any other sector, is we are getting uh, very kind of up close and personal with people in their homes, what's on their bookshelves, who walks past, how their cat behaves. Um, I was with an auditor who had a pigeon fly into the room at the time, and she was trying to be very professional and focus on me. But actually, it was very funny and it was very human. So I think we, we've got to start at that premise that we are all just people and we are managing an extraordinary uh, circumstance. Um, it's not been done before uh, ever across a globe. And, and we're very much in a emergency response mode still. I, I do think we'll see our way through that. We're going to move out of that emergency schooling. Um, and and find more of a rhythm and, and learn different things. But we we are going to have to look at um, the very human side and hold very much to our empathy one with another. So whether it's the school being empathetic towards the parents, what they're trying to manage, um, our children are the real heroes. They're they're managing more than any of us, I think, without uh, complaining too much. Um, and and. Parents also understanding what teachers are trying to put together that they've never done before. Uh, if you're open for business as a school on the property, you're not a distance learning organization. This is a new pedagogy. Um, I, I would suggest that we have to start at a premise where we understand uh, schooling in this way is not the same. It's We talk about a pedagogy of learning. This is a very different modality to deliver learning. It's very doable, but it's very different. So we can't simply replicate the learning experience, what we have in a normal day in a school. We're not going to match that hour by hour and process by process. We're going to look at things differently. I believe you will see schools adapt. Um, we certainly learning there is an important connectedness to be had. We we actually need to see our siblings have a role on the couch behind us and the cat perform on the curtain. Um, we need to see that so we remain human in our connectedness. And we're going to have to set up synch- what we call synchronous times of learning where we log on and we intentionally meet at a specific time. And schools will find ways to do that with both between staff and the children, staff and the parents, uh, parents and their kids, kids in groups, um, and and kids with the teacher as a whole as well as individually. So that synchronicity has a place. 
I think we might find as we go forward it will have a little less time than we've set about for um, in our enthusiasm at the start. And then we need to be thinking about asynchronous learning opportunities. And, and in that, we've got the, the sanity that could happen in our homes. So we can set learning programs, um, activities and um, explorations or, or, or tasks for children that we would like them to do independently. Um, we want them to be able to be master of their time to some extent um, in this circumstance, which is very new for children. They run to the clock every 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whenever that bell rings. Now they're going to have to master their time. The reason I think it's, it's likely important uh, for the wellness of everybody is in our homes, we can't make an assumption that every person in the home has a device and can manage a synchronized timetable all day, every day. Um, we can't understand the different stressors happening in the different homes as people work and manage their lives and emotionally manage their world. So if we give different homes, uh, parents, guardians, opportunity to take charge of some of this um, planning, I think we will be helping each other a lot. So let's, as schools, log on at times and connect daily, as often as we feel is, is needed at different age levels. But let's also keep curriculum going with some asynchronous learning that the family can um, deal with privately and in their own time when when they can get to it. Mrs. Scott, you talk about age appropriateness, appropriateness in different environments. We have to take a break now. But um, when we come back, maybe we can talk a little bit about that because I don't think age appropriateness has ever been so important as it is with online learning. This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Mrs. Alison Scott, who's the principal at Bella Vista School. Um, Mrs. Scott, you're talking about the adaptions that parents, teachers, and children are now having to uh, take on as we go forth in the strange world that we're living in. Uh, you speak about um, everybody. We, we don't really know what's happening behind the screen of the computer when the kids are at home. We don't really know what's happening. And I just wonder, in terms of, feedback and um, honesty and openness, what what do you as teachers want and what should we as parents expect from our kids? Oh, you, you tell, if I could just understand the question, are you you wondering what our expectations should be for the children? Yes. All right, so I, I said um, just before you broke um, and I, I, well, you reiterated the question of age appropriateness. Um we we certainly dive into this uh, platform using everything we know best, uh, but there isn't a one-size-fits-all for all the kids. Um, if you are four and five years old, you are not going to sustain a Zoom session for your perceptual development. And if you are a, a senior um, learner in grade 11 or 12, you may be feeling so much anxiety at this time, you just want to plow on and get on with things um, independently. So the we need to, like we do in schools, we need to consider who's the learner. Who, you know, if it's a child presenting 
to you in a classroom or a child presenting to you at a screen, our response needs to be quite specific uh, to that audience or to that child. So how do they interact developmentally um, at different levels? What language um, can they manage? What procedures do they need to know? Um, I'm in a, uh, as you know, a, a learning support school, a remedial school, um, no, no louder is the question. They can read, right? <laughs> Before you putting them on Google platforms and sending them fabulous, uh, free learning material generated elsewhere. But, but this child can't read, uh, what you're asking them to access. So we, we have to stop at every turn and individualize within reason. So can we consider our age groups as we set about our platforms? Can we consider how connected do we need to be? Um, can we consider how often we should connect um, and what's right uh, for those children? And can we consider, too, that uh, parents are not here to homeschool? I feel very strongly about that. Parents are the mediators and the facilitators, uh, perhaps more so at this time, they're not. They need to be present. They need to create routine and structure um, and keep their children safe. But the actual pedagogy, the curriculum mapping is is really the responsibility of the um, educators. So if we if we play that out, um, we might be looking at um, little children having some connectivity and some uh, guided screen activity, but we wouldn't want a high hit rate of screen involvement um, all day, every day, right? just from a neurological development uh, point of view. So how will we um, support parents and maybe group with them, discuss with them what developmentally we think is is, is an imperative to maintain um, and set about uh, more um, activities or uh, a bundle of activities that in this week it would really be good to uh, dip in on these auditory or perceptual um, opportunities within the home. Uh, I, I think those kinds of plans are so individual to each classroom um, and each school, and it's going to require good conversation between the stakeholders. So the teacher and the, and the parents talking together about what what the the realistic um, environment is for the young child. When we get to the older children, and I know that there's much anxiety for matrix, and I, I do feel desperate for them missing out on so much rite of passage um, this year. But I do think matrix and grade 11s will be okay. You know, they... They're going to get down to it. They're going to use their Khan Academies. They may, may have to, um, take longer to, to complete their, their matriculation, but they'll be okay in, in the scheme of a lifetime. Um, my worry is more for grade ones and twos who are learning to read in the very narrow window of, of learner development, which is when you get the, the opportunity to learn to read. And if we miss them, then what um, in, in 10 and 11 years' time? So perceptually, we work with the little ones. Reading instruction and, and numeracy development needs to be really a focus for our early, re our early learners. 
um, developing independence should be a, a point of focus around the um, intermediate group, and we could expect quite a fair bit of independent work uh, from our senior learners if if they are um, able to read and access uh, the materials. Martha Scott, it's been absolutely wonderful to speak to you. I know as a parent with kids doing online learning, it has been an eye-opening experience to me, yeah. seeing both positives and negatives coming out of it yeah. and, and yeah. thriving on the positives. Uh, but worried about the negatives, but definitely yes. a learning experience and certainly something, you know, we'll have to contemplate going forward. I have enjoyed chatting to you. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, but I would like to have you on again. To it's a great pleasure. Thank you, it's Mr. a Scott. great pleasure and keep up the good work. I think media are playing such a brilliant role in keeping us all together.